0: Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Hussein Ahmed. Hussein Ahmed is the founder and chief executive officer of Oxygen, a modern financial platform designed for the 21st century economy, offering both personal and business accounts for digital natives looking for a banking partner that understands how they live and work. As CEO, he oversees engineering and product in addition to guiding the company's overall vision and strategic business direction. Prior to Oxygen, Ahmed co-founded and served as chief executive officer of collaborative software company Transpose Technologies, A serial entrepreneur and technologist, he has started successful businesses, raised millions in venture capital, and built and managed large cross-functional teams in engineering, marketing, and data analytics, including as lead engineer of the Amazon Kindle and as head of engineering at BTLS Incorporated, a global library automation software company that was later acquired by Innovative Interfaces. During this time spanning more than 15 years, Ahmed has consulted and advised companies on product design, go-to-market launches, and product marketing strategy. It was this experience as a freelance consultant that helped develop the idea that would become Oxygen. Well, good afternoon, Hussein. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. This is awesome. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. I, I appreciate this as well. Uh, this is a, definitely going to be a great conversation. And Hussein, I've got some questions for you, so we're going to jump right in. So... First off, you've got quite the career in engineering, technology, entrepreneurship, and now you're the founder and CEO of Oxygen. Could you share with our audience the
1: secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Thanks, so Mashmaki. Yeah, I think that's a good observation also that uh, we're coming from like more like high tech than it is actually banking, uh, which I think actually it was kind of like part of the frustration. I would say I also feel like of like how we've seen like all this technology evolving from like Mac to like on the hardware perspective computers to other like, uh, like iPhone devices and so forth. And then the software, obviously from like social media to other apps on your phone and then banking, it feeds that it was so kind of like still kind of way behind of like where it should have been like by 2020 at that time and then frankly was another kind of trigger I would say slash like light bulb moment was actually that I was at that time I was consulting basically doing this like kind of like basically like freelance consulting gig out of WeWork obviously pre-COVID and I kind of started finding that the banks are not really designed to serve that like one man one woman shop kind of business so it's either you are like a typical nine to five employee and you're making a salary or you have like a large corporation a large business but like anybody in between between would be basically like, honestly, for them, like on paper, you look like a glorified unemployed person per se. So I think between those two things like, how can we really have that like much more like high technology incorporated into banking and solutions we're offering in addition to serving that market segment between this kind of like the atypical nine to five jobs uh, all the way to like this small business persona that is not really like corporate banking uh, in a way. totally
0: understand the difference, especially due to covid We've had to innovate and do things differently. So I like the fact that uh, you've moved into a more of a digital space with the banking piece of it, which is you know not traditional. So thanks again for sharing. And Hussein, as you know, everybody globally has had to make these major shifts to adapt to this new normal. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your company stay relevant in this economy?
1: Yes. So so I think actually it was uh, it was amazing as well how the economy in a sense kind of was an accelerator to the move to digital to point so you know, like how basically we went from like would somebody bank digitally or like what do you mean there's no branches for a digital bank? All the way all of a sudden basically the old real estate that like a chase or a wells would have, and which is obviously a prohibitively expensive kind of unfair advantage, became like rendered as useless kind of next day in the morning, like back in March a uh, lot of last year. So uh, so it was amazing actually, like obviously how unfair unfortunate it was kind of thing from the economic perspective plus like losing people losing their jobs and so forth but the silver lining ironically was like how basically it was an accelerator a huge one, I would say on speed up. like how it was accelerated from this move of like uh, would you want to drive down to your bank sit in line or like take a ticket and wait for your number to be called for uh, or would you rather have this all these functions done from the comfort of your own home kind of thing so uh, so I think that shift itself honestly was more of like a, a significant accelerator to what the what was skeptical basically with the FinTech take over does it really do we need branches or actually we do really need branches so I think that how COVID kind of hit as well was kind of a clear mindset shift of like yeah like honestly I would rather cash a check from like the couch like take a picture from my phone than like getting dressed wake up like and like drive down to the bank and wait in line to to just give a teller my check to deposit the check into into an account so I think that itself definitely was like a major, major accelerator plus obviously like you've seen like also what happened like with Square and like Chime, how they kind of they jumped on the wagon quickly with the, with the connect stimulus packages paying out for like for like individuals all over the country literally like nationwide. So I think at that point like us and them and like other like like for us, for example, like for us as well the PPP loans, it was a big part as well like how can we help remotely kind of with like almost like no physical touch and yet you are getting your money delivered immediately. It shows up in the account. You can transact right away. You can like send money out, receive money in. So, so I think that whole shift to digital I would say, honestly, COVID was like a major factor in accelerating that shift faster than all of us would honestly anticipate that pre-March of 2020 uh, last year.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think what, what you've done is uh, kind of like seize the day, right? You took exactly. uh, advantage of the situation and I'd really you just stepped up to the challenge uh, like a lot of companies and a lot of guests that I've had on my show. So I appreciate you sharing that, Hussein. And so, Hussein, are you? You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technology within your tech stack, right? This is what this platform is about. This podcast is around technology. Is there anything you care to share with our audience that's maybe not confidential around your technology?
1: No, of course, yeah, I think uh, I think the big part, actually, Peter, was honestly not not, not to uh, assume there's like more of a magical bullet than honestly incorporating as much technology, which is amazing about the like, Corazon. Is that like how you guys are kind of driving and pushing that forward of like how technology should be like up front and center, not like like an add-on or like a nice to have or like yeah, probably we should investing in that. So I think that itself is also even back to your earlier questions about like my background as well is with that background plus like even like uh, like in my career as well, like founded like two companies before Oxygen. Uh, work at Amazon for like a short stint up in Seattle, so uh, so coming with this mindset also, and my own speed actually, I would say. It is different, frankly, from like working with like somebody who actually like been in banking since like like they graduated college, uh, all the way all the career, because they don't really see technology being like the only tool, perhaps. Then it is actually like a nice to have or like something to tack onto your like processes on a daily basis. So I think for us, frankly, we're using like like for example, like AI. Obviously, again, we're not really like throwing it around like more like, for, like yeah, we want to say that we're using AI or like machine learning. As much as frankly for us, actually, it's, it it came to a point. That it's like a, like table legs, I would say, on of Like now you're trying to look through transactions for money-laundry patterns, for example. Obviously, like a computer with a machine learning algorithm, like learning from signals, that you're flagging those transactions manually initially, and then later it can start helping you like basically kind of not I say like say like replace humans I would say honestly like not to be like this like bold of a statement as much honestly like you can definitely use like those kind of signals and scores to augment this human experience so if you have an agent working or or a support person working or like a fraud agent uh, on the task they don't really have to look and dig through papers and documents and like files and transactions as much as they can start seeing all these scores plus like uh, like all the augmented uh, technology pieces uh, around that as well to derive a a much faster decision. So I would say honestly like think of like as well like okay technology can replace humans and we can get there. I would say eventually, but like definitely that, right now we can definitely use a lot of technology all over the place, from like monitoring to like to scoring to uh to like basically I would say honestly everything people can do like support as well like if you're trying to find the help article and you're typing something like uh like when should a check show up for example, we try to like surface that as well quickly for you. So uh so I think it's kinda it's gonna touch it's like it's touching everything think from back-office to customer-facing products. And it shouldn't be also say okay, I, if I can't get to this like fully automated system, is it worth the investment? I would say, honestly, it is worth it because efficiency-wise at that kind of scale, to be honest with you, like how fast we are growing, plus hopefully even to grow faster, uh, would be that definitely like all these agents can definitely use the help of, of those systems kind of augmenting this, this kind of experience that they are doing on the back-office of things, let alone obviously the customer-facing products. How can you help them budget, plan, save, see things happen? Happening. I expect by the way, actually, we've seen Netflix charge you at that date, so probably expect this charge to come in the next two days, uh, and so forth. So I think it's going to help both sides, also, in Peter, like the, from the customer-facing side of the house to the back office, kind of agents and support team, trying to support those customers on a daily basis. Great,
0: right. no, I appreciate that, and, and you're absolutely right. There are a lot of uh, different platforms that can augment uh, staff today uh, and, and in some cases uh, from an rpa standpoint or nlp you can almost replace uh the day-to-day mundane uh, repetitive tasks but but i absolutely agree what you're doing is simply amazing you're expanding a platform in, into the next digital era of banking so i appreciate that and so hussein want to jump into this last question everybody on our audience would like to know a little bit more about hussein ahmed could you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in technology or entrepreneurship?
1: Yes. I think it'd be, yeah, I think, uh, just like to be humble here, I think I did. I was humble, honestly, by, like by many failures more than successes. I would say, honestly, Peter, like to be frank with you. Uh, and I think, kind of, maybe like the, I would say, even like seeing my friends and like family and like other like like people, like like uh, college mates and like classmates and and kind of uh, work colleagues as well. I think probably like the f- the biggest thing for for like for for everybody, including myself as well, is the fear of failure. Of like, okay, like, what if it did not work out? I'm gonna lose my job, like lose my salary, uh, and I have those like payments coming up. So I think honestly, like frankly people think entrepreneurship and like kind of going on your own is like is risky or like taking risks. As I honestly frankly, it's like, I think actually it's like you're de-risking more than actually taking risks. Is that for example if you think that you're having this like mortgage payments now or like a least a car or like some like payments you have like to off like for like schools or something. I would sound like, like for example if you have like savings on the side to make sure that you are covered for let's say say a six month kind of uh, like kind of can experiment slash kind of run slash trial, I think it's worth it honestly, okay, so let's basically de-risk that runway of like, I'm going to save some money on the side uh, to have this kind of adventure slash experiment for the next like six months and see if something leads out of it or not uh, kind of thing. So I think that would be a big part of like, okay, okay, I don't really have to like, Jump off a cliff and can I hope for the best kind of situation? As much as honestly, you can plan it accordingly and it's totally doable in a sense. And not to be like also like definite and like tone definite way, as much as honestly, like people have engagements and like accountability for like their kids and schools and house and family. So, so I think, but but what I'm trying to say is honestly, like you can actually de risk those kind of things. Is that like, for example, if this person has a good track record, amazing experience, have good references. So I don't think you're going to be really left out. Like if you lost, if you lost your job, if you quit, for example, to try something out. And again there's no need to quit if you actually don't really have a conviction that you you are onto something so definitely not like'm not advising to just quit and sit on the beach kind I of think wondering about like what can you build next in a sense as much as if you pick certain problems see ask around people like would you want to do use this like how much would you pay if I would offer this like for x dollars would you kind with this view of interest again honestly usually your friends would be trying to be nice to you it's like yeah, that sounds great so uh, so try to find like an, honestly, like an asshole of a friend or like probably be like much more helpful then like a, a nice friend I would say so just like say it like it, like it is basically like this is like a horrible idea to go after and then I would say also like test it like a, a little bit by little bit honestly as well you, like the way even like looking at auction today we started more like it was an MVP with like prepaid cards and then we started seeing traction okay, actually this products people actually use it and they want it and they're willing to pay X dollars like at most for example for this or maybe like perhaps like Y dollars even if you offer like A, B, and C as well with that and that's how we also started like from an MVP to like an initial launch to to what we have today so it was never going to be like we're building a mountain from day one it's like you're going to build like a a sand castle honestly and like see if something like somebody likes it like the way it looks like they would use it uh, and then go from that castle to a hill to then to eventually building this like empire and a mountain uh, from that kind of experiments Uh, and I don't think also like the idea of like it's like yeah, you should just like quit your job and like figure something out. As much as honestly, it you should definitely plan for risk as well. Honestly, for the company as well. Even like running the company. Okay, like what next experiment you wanna bet on your company and your team's kind of uh, like in a sense kind of future. I would say, So I think like kind of, the the whole mix of kind of trying to take risks while. Making them more calculated risks, if you are people, I think would be much more helpful that, okay, yeah, you can plan for it, save accordingly, manage this like experiment, okay, don't like your, uh, on like an investment or an idea as much as, okay, like, yeah, I'm gonna try something out, see if it works, if it works amazingly, okay, like, I'm gonna take it one more step further, actually, commitment wise. Uh, are you quitting now or not? Uh, and then one more step further until you see, okay, like, this is actually amazing. I'm gonna actually drop everything to focus like 100% on this, uh, and take it one step at a time as well to build that from like a simple idea to become this like uh, like massive operation eventually
0: great i appreciate that and you're absolutely right hussein uh there there's y- you have to have kind of a plan in your mind and a commitment a conviction in order to step out and and go on your own uh, there is a lot of work behind that and you and i both know that so thanks again hussein i appreciate it and hussein it was a pleasure having you on today and i look forward to speaking with you real soon
1: Thank you so much. We appreciate it. It was such a pleasure to be on the on the show, and obviously, like, huge fans of you guys. So can't can't wait as well to to see more productions from Crescent.
0: Great. Thank you again. Bye for now.